Good morning, Kaylin. Happy Sunday. <laughs> Good morning, Cam. Happy Sunday. <laughs> you beat me to it. Is that like your new uh, goal every Sunday to beat me to the ha- to the happy Sunday or? Yeah, it is. All yeah. right. Okay. I'm going to come up with you a new catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I am not that. So I'm going to figure out a cool response then. <laughs> um, how are you? I'm pretty good. It's been a nice weekend. I feel like I did a bunch of miscellaneous stuff yesterday. I went over to water my brother's plants. He has he is away right now um, and he has a ridiculous amount of plants. But I'm saying this to another person who has a ridiculous amount of plants. <laughs> I don't know how your plant collections compare, but watering is quite an effort. Like, I mean, it's not an effort, but it takes a lot of time. And then there was some drama. There was mites on one of the plants. And like, Uh-oh. what do I don't know anything about plants. So I'm just Did trying you to isolate Google. it. I isolated it. I wiped it down. But I'm waiting on a response from him to understand what my next step is. I feel like he's dealt with this before. Have you? Sounds like oh, you man. have. Yeah. I, I, Gabby would kill me if I said that I've dealt with it. She has <laughs> dealt with it. Uh, That's fair. So, yeah. Basically, yeah. One of our. I don't know. We brought some in. We bought some plant in that had a bunch of things on yeah. it, and it started to spread. So oh yeah, my gosh, it's drama. Gabby was going around that house after a couple of weeks of this, just like singing, like "Kill all the trips," <laughs> whatever they're called. So yeah, she was losing it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I don't, I don't blame her. Well, hopefully it didn't spread to other plants, but I guess I'll see soon. And then yeah, anyway, so I, I did that, and then we were close to the distillery district. They're so just like grabbed a coffee there and walked around a little bit. It wasn't like too busy or anything like that. Um, so I haven't yeah. been there in so long. Me neither. I feel like there's so many places that I haven't been to in so long. I guess after <laughs> yeah. the summer, there's so many like That's standard true. things you would do in a summer at least once or twice. And then I, we, I just haven't left the Danforth. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. But yeah, it's been uh, a good weekend. What about you? Um, yeah, this weekend's been pretty busy. I'm really tired. Um, I don't like it's p- probably partially like I'm busy, but also just uh yeah, I don't know. Coffee kind of like offset my whole sleep schedule when I tried to have multiple cups in a day, which I really want to figure could, out. Yeah, could you like would you be opposed to doing decaf for your other cups? Like uh it's just hard to find like good decaf. I think like that's fair. that you can make espresso from and so maybe i'll have to change like yeah something in there well i will if i want to do it I, yeah. I think i'll probably have to just like stick to the one cup a day but um, i think one of the better beans at least that i like are is the the decaf from balzac's is pretty good okay yeah. but that's based on my palate i don't know what yours would say about it cam i don't know my honestly in terms of like Compared to my beer palette, I have a pretty basic uh, espresso and like bean palette because I, uh, I don't know. I just haven't like gone into that whole like, like world yet. I'm starting to try actually. That's why I want to be able to drink more. I just ordered this like pack of like 10 different kinds of beans that are like, you know, very adventurous, like in flavor and region and all this. Is it like a service that gives you all the samples or? It was uh, just like a roastery here in Toronto called The Mellow. And they just... Oh, right. Usually you have to buy like a bunch of like at least a whole bag of your beans or whatever. But they put out these mini sample packs that are just like oh. 100 grams each. So 
That's cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I like that cafe. They have a, <clears throat> I don't know if they have multiple locations, but they have a cool one on Eglinton. I think Diego used to go there as well when he lived up there. Yeah, cool. I've never been to it, but I, it came highly recommended. So. Fair. Um, that's why the people are here for the coffee talk. And uh, I don't know. That's probably all we got. This <laughs> no. Do you have anything <laughs> else going on or uh, you want to get started this week? Yeah, uh, I can get started. Um, so I also have been very tired, um, but I got like such a good night's rest last night. And then I also had a nap. So I feel like I'm starting to recover. But I mean, I, I use a fitness tracker called Whoop, which you're aware of, but maybe our <laughs> listeners are not. And one interesting thing that it does is it like calculates your daily recovery based on your heart rate variation. And so basically every day, it will indicate to you how recovered you are. And the the, re- the, per- the reason behind it is so that you can adjust your training or like working out accordingly. But mm. like my, usually I'm in like green, sometimes yellow, rarely red. Last week was just like yellow and then like decreasingly like red, 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 red until I hit like 13%. <clears throat> and for the life of me, I just like could not like recover. So now I'm feeling so much better just getting extra rest and having a nap and taking the weekend a bit slow. But um, all of that to say, last week was my last week of having like classes. Everything. Mo- yeah, <laughs> lots of class. Um, so I finished my JavaScript course, which was great. Yes, so congrats. Thank you. Um, yeah, so it went it went by quick, but also like, yeah, I mean, it, it was a lot doing that after work. And I think um, honestly, like, I think that something contributing to my tiredness is just actually spending that much time in front of a computer screen. Like I don't think in my life I've ever in a concentrated fashion with such a little movement sat in front of computer screens. Um, Cause it's like that that kills me. Yeah. It's like COVID plus working from home, not taking enough walks and then like going to class and then your night's kind of over. So not so good on the body. Um, But yeah, that's kind of like, probably the biggest thing that happened in the past week. So I think in like the next week, I'm just going to probably take it easy and then look into like for the winter season. um, What are some goals for me that I want to like fill that time with? Um, I think I'm probably going to move on to the, this course, which is called automating the boring stuff with Python. Um, It's kind of interested in that. Um, yeah, it was came recommended from somebody at work. So, and I think also my partner Diego is interested in doing it too. So we might do it together, which will be fun. Yeah. So for the JavaScript, like that's what you just finished, right? The JavaScript right. course, and yeah. um, and now you can kind of like take those fundamentals or what you've learned there and bring it over to uh, some more Python scripting. Is kind of what you're thinking. I know you were talking about doing other courses at juno um is that i don't know what, what what are the thoughts there yeah so they have like an upcoming one that's uh like a full stack masterclass. so more learn it's more so like learning some of the back end elements i think i'm not gonna do it right now mainly because i don't want to take up an entire day right now that's like unflexible i just want some more flexibility in my life right now and honestly i just don't want to drop the money right now like i just mm-hmm. yeah um, especially when there's like a ton of free resources that I, I feel like I'm on a bit of a roll now. So we'll see how it goes. So I feel like I'm stalled again in the future. I might like pick up another course, but I think cause I did these two courses. So like the web dev one and then JavaScript. And I feel like it was like 
fun and good to kind of like get going and get a much better base than I had. Yeah, that's awesome. And now you like have, I don't know, it's like how, yeah, you can't just go and start speaking Spanish to people if you don't know anything. But once you get that baseline, then you can kind of go off and, and like learn it on your own through your own means. And, and <laughs> obviously we're both trying to do that yeah. as well. Um, in addition to learning new, entirely new language paradigms, programming yeah, language. Exactly. So. Uh, Spanish updates, not many. Like, uh, that's one area that I want to start taking more seriously because now I obviously have less class. Uh, so I've still been going to my classes, uh, though canceling some here and there because, like, I was just too tired. Mm -hmm. Um, so just keeping consistency with doing that twice a week. And then I also got, like, a grammar workbook. So trying to really improve in that area is a big thing for me. Um, and then outside of kind of, like, the... Spanish and and course world uh, within my day job. I think one cool thing that's coming up for me um, is that I was asked to be a mentor for someone in the organization. So we're just rolling out this like mentorship program. And I definitely didn't apply because I didn't think that I would be senior enough to be a mentor to anyone in the organization. Um, but I guess somebody had like reached out and requested somebody from our customer service department. So I'm pretty excited to take that on. Um, I think it will be like an interesting learning experience for myself as well. Like while Very I've cool. managed people before and I think like informally mentored people, this is definitely more like putting a lot of intention behind like what our time together is going to look like and how to help that person get the most out of it because it is a limited time engagement. Um, yeah, but I just, I, I think that awesome. I, yeah. So wait, that, that I want to like ask about that. How long is the engagement or like, it's interesting. It's not just like an ongoing, which I think is actually a, probably a good way to do it. It's like, you know, put a time on it. Yeah. So especially because like our, it, it might be different for people in other departments, but especially for our customer service department, who's paid hourly, they're only kind of approved for a certain amount of time where they would be paid for this. Um, mm -hmm. So basically the way that it works is we are having like, we'll have an intro session just to make sure everything's a fit. But I've kind of already had a pre-conversation with this individual just like by chance. Um, so I think it is a good fit. Um, but we'll have a larger conversation just to make sure uh, that he's looking for things that I can actually provide. And then basically after that, there are six one hour sessions. Um, and it's not prescribed to you what you have to do, but there's kind of a bunch of suggestions around it. So um, it could be everything from like, exploring and teaching different topics, assigning different pieces of homework and reviewing that, actually bringing people to your meetings or trying to set them up with opportunities. Um, I don't know, to like in my case, like there might be opportunities to actually run a meeting in the future, like things that are maybe like retrospectives or like different ceremonies that teams might want help with. Um, so just figuring out like where he can shadow, where I can pass along education and where I can help guide him in terms of his career path or connect him to other people. So I think it's about like the learning, but also about connecting individuals to people who can also connect them to more individuals, which I think is like one of the most important things in addition to like all of the learning that you have to do to take on a career. Yeah. Yeah. We both know that so much of that is like who, you know, and I don't know, not, I guess. Yeah. And just like consulting with that group that you have on like the decisions, you know, versus like trying to make all these like, uh, like hard moves on your own and it's nice to have someone to like 
just bounce ideas off of. Um, that's yeah. I especially look to like people who maybe immigrated here from somewhere else. I think that building up those um, connections can be very difficult or people who maybe grew up in like lower income situations where like their parents weren't in like industries similar to theirs. Like I think there's a lot of situations where it's hard to develop those initial connections. Um, so yeah, I, I'm always like open to helping people with that or having conversations because uh, it's definitely not easy thing to like get the ball rolling on. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of initiative at least. Yeah, that's cool. I'm sure you'll also like learn from just, you know, having to, like when you're teaching, you always have to organize your thoughts like clearly and you end up learning yourself from from doing it. So Yeah, definitely. I think it will also motivate me to like uh, even do like more reading and learning and digesting like around some of the discipline for the type of work that I do um, to be able to pass it along at like a more junior level, I guess, because I've never trained another coach. I've never trained another scrum master or anything like that. Like the type of information I'm passing is usually like in a way such that teams can utilize it, not such mm-hmm. that somebody else can facilitate. Right. So it's definitely a different type of teaching and facilitation than I usually do. Yeah. I think it's this, like I can relate when, whenever I try to think of like, Oh, write a blog post on this, like uh dev topic or something like, I don't know. There's like, a, yeah, you have to like really, or even just like a, a tweet you have to like really figure out like what you're trying to say in a concise way that is is clear or whatever so yeah uh, and i think i i always remember there was like some some tweet that was i don't know probably like it was like just a reminder and this is like just an example i don't think it was the actual tweet like the video on how to like paste in word has like x hundred thousand views so like you can write about the thing you want to write about it's not too simple you know um yeah yeah that's that is a good point so i think that's interesting I, I think we, we forget how I don't know. We're so like <laughs> embedded in our own worlds, and like we're probably like much further along in some of the technology stuff that it's just easy to forget how much knowledge there actually is there. Yeah, and how there was a time where we were like, "What does what does that thing mean?" Like, what are you like where we had no familiarity with the things that we do now? I think you, it's easy to forget that it was all completely foreign at one time too. Like. Yeah, there was a point at which like I had never heard the word scrum, you know, so um, other people are in that position, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then, oh, yeah, this was actually you just like uh, triggered my mind to remember this, uh, which was that like as we were closing out our course, people were like asking all these questions about like, what do I do next? Like, where else can I learn? And I was like, well, my friend Cam wrote this great article that you should all check (laughs) out. So I shared it with my class. Um, so I don't know if you have analytics on it, but hopefully, uh, I gave you a little boost. <laughs> I don't have analytics on it. It's funny. Cause I, I linked to that from my, like when I made that notion analytics, like right. I was going to make this, uh, as a service or whatever. And I linked to that page, but I just never set it up on it. Um, I just never put analytics on it. But, um, but yeah, that's cool. I, I, I still share that with some people here and there too. It's like a really easy thing to reach for. Which is amazing. It, it like comes in handy all the time. There was yeah. somebody that I had shared it with a little while back when I think I asked you for it. And I don't know if I passed it along to you, but basically they had just finished some type of a boot camp, but it, I don't think it was a like Canadian or American. They're not, they're, they live in Europe. I think it was focused on some technologies that maybe like wouldn't be the focus in boot camps here. So anyways, I sent that, that along to him. 
And he was just like, wow, I've learned more in like one weekend than I did in my whole boot camp. Like, I wish I had this <laughs> six months ago. So it's definitely like has a lot of utility for people. Yeah, maybe I should put that because like for people listening, I just made this post in Notion. Like it was just like throw a bunch of resources together because a friend had asked me like, where can I learn, you know, to get into web development? And then, and that's a pretty common question that comes up nowadays. And so I just refer back to that, share it with people a lot. And yeah, I should probably just put it into a real post at least. uh, I don't know something that is not just in my personal notion account (laughs) yeah it's funny i had done like a similar thing for just our podcast for somebody else who was interested in getting started and i found that i've actually sent that out a couple times because people come and they're like what like what do i look at what are the first steps and i'm always like thankful to myself that i wrote that out because yeah right it's just like saves me so much time and people are like wow you put all this together for me basically but like yeah it's 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 funny because like that shows the power of actually doing this like sharing resources like one thing that you write like can be shared uh directly with like hundreds of people and then still i struggle to make time for that but yeah and it's like it's been kind of a recurring theme i guess in my life this like write things down and it saves you a lot of time and and, and effort in my work one of our recent okrs was like around increasing visibility of like coaches in the organization. And so one of the the, the routes that we were taking to get there was um, a lot of blogging and like publishing content. And the initial intent of that was very much just to increase visibility. But I found many times that I could just send people this article as a pre-read so that when I jumped into like a one-on-one conversation with them, there was already a primer. I didn't have to like go through giving all of that education out loud and probably forgetting things. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it really changed our lens too on what the utility in that is. And I'm such like not a writer in that way. I love to journal, but I've never like really been into writing blogs or writing. I don't know those kinds of things. Um, But Mm. after doing that, I think it gave me like a much greater appreciation for it um, and took away some nervousness around doing it. Yeah. And like, you don't have to do it perfectly. Like I, even just the other day, this reminded me of like on, on the contract that I'm on, this kind of goes back to that. Like we're so, uh, you don't think about the skills you've developed, like until you like someone else comments on them or something. And, um, I was just taking notes on a meeting of like a review for a project that we did in internally. And I was just, kind of making the changes that design or people were requesting to the code that we've done. And so along the way, I'm just taking notes in notion, just bullet points, you know, like do this, whatever. And then I would like quickly do a screen grab and paste it into notion under that bullet point. And cause that's like, it makes it so much easier for me. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's how I do this. But then like I share, someone asked for the notes after I just sent them this thing. I'm like, ah, it's like not really well formatted. It's just like bullet points. And they were like, this is amazing. Like your note taking is like ridiculous. And and I was like, oh yeah. Like, I don't know. (laughs) To me, that's like just thrown together. But like, because a mix of like just my past experience and like the tooling that I use, like I can do these notes on the fly and like quickly copy paste images in and, and then, notion generates a nice pdf of it that looks like fancy so yeah that was kind of a cool thing but like you can even kind of do that with blog posts is like 
I know some people kind of call their blogs like digital gardens or which is basically just like it's always in this like ongoing state like the articles are never finished maybe one of them gets some attention and then you go back and redevelop it but it can start off as like ideas and bullet points and I think I I would like to do more of that but again need to just do it (laughs) yeah it's interesting like I never heard of this digital garden thing but I know one blog which is uh by ThoughtWorks which is like a uh like an agency. Yeah, I it's think, like a, right? a massive software development agency. Um, in their blogs, they'll often go back and update them. Or like if you go to the blog page, like they'll have like a big header of kind of like, we no longer recommend this. Like we now operate off of this me- methodology, like check our new whatever. But you can still see the old blog post, but they like do a really good job of archiving content like su- such that it's still available but that they direct you to like maybe more relevant resources to the current year than something that was posted in like 2011 i guess yeah when you work in tech like you almost have to or you get all this misinformation like that gets posted about uh, or like just outdated information people use that to go try and start a new thing like a new project and find it's all broken and that yeah um yeah code often rots pretty quickly <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think that's definitely that's definitely true for for the work that you do. And also, like, interestingly, like in the project management, like realm as well, like there's always like new theories and suggestions and ways of running things and how we should bring teams together. And it's it's constantly changing. And I have no idea what it's going to look like in like seven years. So it's yeah, uh, similar. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think Anything that's pretty. Tomorrow? No, I think that's pretty much it for me. Pretty pretty lightweight just closing out some courses doing my job same old yeah you made it through like the (laughs) extreme busy period i did which yeah i still am struggling with just having spanish two days a week and on top of that like you had so much more going on so i just yeah that's wild (laughs) thanks cam yeah what's going Um, on in your world yeah so like I said, pretty tired because of just not sleeping much, but also I f- I'm like feeling pretty excited. There's a lot going on. Um, so yeah, for starters, I renewed my contract until the end of the year, which was okay. due to expire like the end of, or to finish at the end of October. Um, cool. you know, just going to keep, just stacking cash away um until the end of the year so that um in the new year i'll be able to more or less go back to doing my own thing um and so i think the last call that we had which i still got to publish that podcast uh and like edit it so that's uh after this but yeah i got to um or last on that last call i was just headed off to have a chat with this um other like founder about a potential partnership it's the same founder that i met up with like maybe a month ago originally he wanted to hire me for some work we ended up just chatting a lot more back and forth on twitter and then talking about ideas and so we um kind of had this like we went through this list of questions that is like a co-founder fit like um 30 questions or something to ask each other really valuable exercise to be honest, like yeah. you really can, you know, it gets into some harder questions of like your values or how big you want the company to be, 
how much time you can dedicate to it um and what kind of you know eventually like the last question is on like the equity split you know who owns what and what are the roles and all that um the reason for doing this so early like it was basically like i was kind of like oh we should just do this project together and see how it goes but then it would be a lot of gray area on like how committed are we to doing this or like who owns it if we do move forward so we kind of backpedaled a bit and just decided to have that conversation first about like if we like we're both pretty excited about the idea so we we ended up having this um uh yeah long conversation and yeah what came out of it is we agreed that we're yeah wanting to move forward on on building something out together Cool. and um and yeah we we actually recorded that whole conversation as was my idea because i was just like i don't know it might be an interesting resource to have of some uh like it it's five hours though of, oh wow of talking oh wow that's a long time answering those questions it was a long meeting and by the end of it was yeah just uh you know it was a lot probably should have been split into two to be honest <laughs> well um, for next time at least yeah yeah for next time you start uh, <laughs> a business um but yeah i think there's some cool stuff that maybe we'll pull out of there some in some way or at least just have it available and um yeah it, it kind of uh the last question is about like equity split and it was like um you know, we both had to see where each other landed. But before this, we didn't really know where the other person was coming from. And so we kind of, yeah, went back and forth on it and um, f- went offline, w- did, you know, had to go and do some research um, initially. And this is not to like call anyone out, but like his kind of thinking was like, you should not do a 50-50 split because it's a bad idea just mm-hmm. based on um, kind of common startup advice and I was more of the mindset like well I want to be like a, a 50-50 founder on this like I, I want to bring more to the table than just being like a developer on the project I want to be um, I want to also be like a founder helping to move things along in other areas and you know help right. with accounting and marketing and like I have Uh, like I want to run a company basically Mm -hmm. and so we had to like take that away and basically went and like checked on some resources I like checked in I love this community by the way this uh, slack group on it's microconf connect which is um, just about like a thousand or more founders of like smaller bootstrap companies and I kind of took the question to them because a lot of the advice that I was reading on don't do 50 50 was coming from like vc backed startup like you know high growth kind of um startup world and i kind of took it to the bootstrapper community and and it went the exact opposite advice so like it's pretty wild what a difference there is in in ways to build a company um interesting so we ended up agreeing on that of kind of going half and half and just like we are going to um yeah try to try to work on this together and as as equal partners on that and so yeah we're kind of getting started on that that's really uh, have cool. i Is it- told you anything about it 
what it is? I don't know. I can't remember. I was going to say, is it top secret or like, what's the deal? Yeah, because I'm being quite vague, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think so. I think we can say what it is now. Um, I was actually just going, going to ask you to maybe pull up this website because we started on the marketing site for it as Got kind it. of a first step. So maybe I'll send you this through WhatsApp. And this, you know, this is kind of just like an initial test of like, can you just quickly figure it out based on what the H1 like, you know, top thing is? Okay, let's see. Yeah, I'm trying to open WhatsApp and it's like struggling. Hmm. Okay, wait, I can do it in the Zoom chat. So product tours, I guess Nailed it's like, it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't know how it's different yet than existing product tours. I guess I have to scroll down to figure that out. Um, interactive product guides, highlight what's new. I like that highlight what's new. Um, give customers proactive guidance that keeps them out of the support inbox. Yeah, that's really cool. I like, I think. Uh, one thing that one place that comes to mind is like people who use notion are often like really into notion. So they go and they always read like the product releases. So they know what the new features are. I don't, I just wait for people to tell me. So it would be nice if the app just did that for me um, because I don't like to read the, the, the feature releases. So um, yeah. yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's my only initial thought on it. Well, it's yeah. I'm glad you were. Able, I mean, it does say right in it product tours. So but that is obvious to you what a product tour is then, right? Like Yes. Uh, um it would be interesting to ask other people also because yeah, I'm definitely the demographic that would know what a product tour is. Yeah, which is probably also like maybe we're not looking at agile coaches and scrum masters, but like yeah. project managers which like you've historically um filled that kind of role and Especially like the product realm as well. Yeah. Yeah. Product, product managers as well. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of, anyway, I know that users can't see that. So that was probably like a, an exercise that was not super exciting for audio, but, but yeah, the product will be product tours. Basically when you like land in an app and it shows you around a bit on your features, um, there, I don't know. There just seems to be a pretty good market opportunity here based on what we're seeing. Um, so we are trying to do this in a kind of smart way of like putting together a landing page. This is like half done right now. Not even, uh, we're going to like work on that a bit more today um, and kind of like flesh this out and then um, try to build up like an early access list see that there's actually some demand before going and building the entire thing because that is it's quite a big lift to just go and build it all and you know if you spend i don't know a couple months on on something like and then nobody actually like yeah. wants it then that would be a, a challenge so yeah i think we'll try to just capture some uh emails and feedback and get some uh early kind of validation there 
Yeah, that's super cool. I think one thing I've definitely seen in the space of um, different software that people use for product tours is like the appreciation that product owners have for solutions where they don't need developers to do anything for them to be able to highlight certain sections. And I know there's like, I can't remember what it is that we use at work right now, but there is something that some teams use that have kind of that ability to like highlight certain areas and have pop-ups or embed like feedback type widgets without actually having to do like development work. Um, Yeah, actually. So if I can, so I haven't even, uh, here, I'll share my screen quickly with you, but um, that kind of, we're trying to highlight this over here as well with the no coding required. Oh, right, right, uh, right. Yeah. Which wasn't on the, on the screen I just shared. So yeah, kind of like we're trying to look at like, yeah, what are the, what are the jobs to be done? And then what are the kind of like features later, like starting off with like why, you know, what you're really trying to do. Uh, and yeah, maybe by the time, like I'll definitely share more on this later um, or on Twitter or something uh, about just like how we're trying to approach this. We're still very, it's a very much a work in progress, but um, you know, as opposed to just starting with like features, really starting with like what the pain points are and then moving down to like, um, but you could argue that that is one of the, the value props there is like, you know, not bugging your developers, like, or maybe you don't have developers. Like there's a, the whole no code movement that's right. kind of that's like really growing right now. And so um, being able to do that now, yeah, it says no coding required. I'll have to do a lot of coding. <laughs> <laughs> haven't done that yet. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's the funny thing about like putting a landing page together when you haven't even like made the thing. You yeah. kind of have to like be optimistic or like um, what we're aiming towards. And right. then, um, but at least it will save us from building the wrong thing. Maybe people aren't interested in certain uh, features and stuff. So we'll just have to have those conversations. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Like I think anywhere in the space um, where you can enable product owners to do their job without ongoing development work. So whether it's product tours or like A-B testing type platforms, um, I think that that stuff is, is super valuable in the workplace um, because then like after hopefully initial installation and setup, you can allow the engineers on that team to focus on actual product features instead of doing these things around like testing and, and and, like informing the user of things, I guess. Yeah. And I've, it's worth saying that product tours can be like so poorly done too. So we want to kind of bake in some opinions on that into the tool um, because uh, even like I've used a tool recently that had 55 steps yeah. that you had to follow through. And obviously like I canceled out of that, but then I didn't know how to use certain things in the product. And if I had followed yeah. all the steps, it would have showed me them, but there's no way anyone's going to sit through that. Like you, at the time you're signing into this thing, you're like trying to do something. So it, it should almost be these like little, like different segments depending on what you're trying to do or like, um, leak those out like over time kind of like you do with like a drip onboarding campaign you know it can be complementary to that so yeah i think like i'm definitely a initial tour skipper i skip them because i just like i find that they're i find that a lot of stuff that they usually tell me in tours are things that i know right but then i've often i've also found myself in the situation that you described where i'm like ah now i don't know how to do this thing 
So, and how do you get back to the tour? Right. I don't know. Um, and I think so if you can serve people the information at relevant times, like when it's the first time I've clicked on a button, that's like something that's not obvious, like serving me information at that point would probably be more useful um, or giving me the option to click into information, which I think like is the older school intention of like tool tips, but that's not, you know, really the way that things are done so much mm-hmm. anymore. Um, so if there was a more interactive way of like bringing back information when I don't understand how to do something, that would be good too. Yeah. It's yeah. There's a ton of interesting kind of UX uh, decisions that we have to choose here of like how much information to show at any given time. And, you know, if people make multiple tours, your your thing would just be crowded with all these little like things so there's a lot to really think through and just the technical complexity of actually just building kind of like widgets on other people's sites is challenging but i'm excited to like dive into a lot of that and and yeah i think i don't know that um we've got a good team like put together on this so you know just in full disclosure like we gotta um i have to sign the agreement with this um co-founder still and um and then i think i can make some more like larger announcements around it but this is kind of like what we're working towards so i figured you know just sharing i don't like to hide things like too much on on here it's just like (laughs) you know this is where we share the journey so this is what's going on in the journey that's awesome that sounds super interesting i'm like very much looking forward to updates on that yeah i think this might also contribute to the lack of sleep in like I have the full-time contract, but then I'm also thinking about this thing now. And I was really trying not to think about like a new thing until like after this, but, um, or at least not jump into something, but you know, it just, the timing, you can't always pick your best timing. Like you can't just say, Oh, I should start this. Um, when I'm have absolutely nothing else going on. Like, especially when you have to work with other people, you have to kind of be more flexible on it. Such is life. I think like you'll make it work for now. And uh, um, you, like you said, your contract goes until the end of the year. So that time will fly by as well. Maybe a couple yeah. tired months, but might be worth it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so one other thing, I thought this would be confirmed by today, but it might actually not move forward. <laughs> and so we, Gabby and I were looking at potentially moving um, kind of temporarily for the winter just cool. to... Uh, Quebec City and Ah. being closer to some like good snowboarding hills and stuff and kind of just realizing that like we could take advantage of um, I don't know we don't have to be here we both work remotely and it would be kind of the first time that we would both be able to do that together take advantage of that so um, but we are so I was aiming to be like yes like we just booked it and we're all going you know good to go here but there are some actual like tricky things to figure out right now. Airbnb, this is really interesting, has basically said like if short-term rentals were deemed to shut down again, um, right? You know, by government legislature or whatever uh, regulation, um, then like uh, they would not be responsible for like just giving a full refund because uh-huh. at this point coronavirus is like a known um you know pandemic so it's not like an unknown just out of nowhere so 
you know, the thing there is like we would risk like losing, you know, if if things do get entirely shut down and like again Airbnbs get shut down, then we um would risk yeah, not being able to rent that place and we would probably have already subletted our place at that point. So right. that we're just realizing how much more there actually is to this that we have to think through. Um Yeah, but, I wonder like if there's any way you can find something like that off of Airbnb. A lot of people are like the way that you're trying to sublet your place right now, like a lot of people are doing that all over. So like check Kijiji and Facebook marketplace and things like that. But mm -hmm. I think it's a really good idea. My older brother is in Alberta right now for the month. Um, so they drove out there and like, I know some people who drove over to PEI and are planning to do that for like the next six months. So yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good idea. Like so long as you're like going somewhere to stay in one place um, and not being like, travel bug you know during the the pandemic i think it makes like a mm -hmm. whole ton of sense yeah that's what we wanted we kind of wanted to get out of like a busy city and yeah. just be able to go like uh skiing and is like one of the things that like is probably going to be able to carry yeah. on socially distance definitely then. um versus like yeah last winter was tough because we were just sitting around uh all winter but we'll see uh, it was like looking like oh man nothing could stop us on this but there are obviously some uh things we have to think about so yeah if anyone else out there is like thinking the same make sure you read those like uh policies it's yeah pretty interesting that's um fair. yeah well, that and yeah because just the other thing that i'm thinking about is just um next year with contracting uh probably raising my rates like significantly because i want to take on less work right and i'm actually seeing the market demand is like really high like it's still increasing right now for developers and so i'm gonna think more on that but um you know for me it's like okay right now i could be fully booked like i've had to turn down like work in the new year already but like um so i'd rather yeah have a higher rate that turns more you know it just like filters out a whole other level of clients um, and, and allows me to kind of like dedicate more time to my own projects as well. Yeah. I think it makes sense. And it's like, there's no harm in testing the waters. Like there's enough work that like, even if whatever rate you set first doesn't work out, like you can just alter it and go for other contracts. Like, I don't think there's a lot of harm in, uh, testing that out. Yeah. And no one gives me a raise but myself yep, um, <laughs> in this in this world so you got to be responsible for, for you deserve that. it go get it cam <laughs> yeah we'll see if people agree <laughs> <laughs> that's fair yeah. awesome that's all for me so. cool yeah i think uh i mean that's it for me too so i hope you have a good rest of sunday and um <laughs> if anyone is looking to find us you can find us on twitter at work pals all right bye bye